855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You're listening to the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie. 855-450-FREE. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's a completely interactive program. As a matter of fact, we have a completely interactive website, too, at freetalklive.com, where you can go and link to blog posts or um, videos or news stories, whatever you think is important, at freetalklive.com. So, Stephanie, I will, let's get right into the, the, the content here. You can give us a call, like I said, at 855-450-3733. And you've got a story from over in Afghanistan, is that right? Yeah, this is pretty disturbing, and I think it will probably cause people to maybe think, or at least I hope it will cause them to think and question a little bit about why there are U.S. troops over there now uh, when they hear this. I think a lot of people are coming to that uh, conclusion. They're asking those questions as to, you know, it's been 10 years in Afghanistan. Yeah. What exactly has the American public gotten out of that? Mm, Yeah, a lot of debt, maybe. A lot. Trillions. Yeah, a lot uh, of destruction. I don't mean to make light of it. It's an extremely serious thing. And it makes me sad when I hear about things like this, because I kind of came to that realization, I think, like a lot of people, um, you know, years ago, a long time ago, that maybe this isn't the best course of action. You know, there's a lot of destruction and death that's been associated with this. So what's the point? Okay, so here here we go from the Huffington Post um, by Mirwai. Mirwai Khan, I can't really pronounce his name, and Heidi Voigt. Um, An American soldier opened fire on villagers near his base in southern Afghanistan Sunday and killed 16 civilians, according to President Hamid Karzai, who called it an assassination and furiously demanded an explanation from Washington. Nine children and three women were among the dead. Mm. And, okay, I... I see what they're saying there. They're trying to emphasize the, I guess, innocent nature of the victims. But it's bad when men die, too. Okay, I just want to say that. I mean, it it is one of those things uh, sort of societally that uh, for whatever reason, women and children dying makes less sense to people than men dying. That's the whole thing about the disposable male, right, which Mm -hmm. you've brought up on the show before. And I just want to say that I I think it's terrible that all of these 16 people were killed. Innocent people shouldn't be killed. But one can make sort of a jump assumption that women and children are innocent i I think is what the you know it's an easy way to say look these were innocent people i guess but it weren't you know there were cases uh there was that rolling stone piece a while back that exposed the u.s uh, kill team in afghanistan and they were shooting like five-year-olds you needed five pages of the extra large print uh, size page that they use in rolling stone to explain why men dying didn't make was um, you know was was a crime. Whereas you needed less, you needed a small phrase here to explain why women <laughs> and children dying doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's just it is the nature of of uh, the language and and, and I, yeah, I get it. I just wanted to point that sure. out because people sometimes sometimes people accuse me of man hating or something, but it's not true. <laughs> okay, anyway, back into this piece. The killing spree deepened a crisis between the U.S. forces and the Afghan hosts over Americans burning Muslim holy books on a base. in Afghanistan last month. The Koran burning sparked weeks of violent protests and attacks that left some 30 people dead. Six U.S. service members have been killed by the Afghan colleagues, their Afghan colleagues, since the burnings came to light and the violence had just started to calm down. This is an assassination, an intentional killing of innocent civilians and cannot be forgiven, Karzai said in a statement. He said he has repeatedly demanded the U.S. stop killing Afghan civilians. 
And President Obama called the attack tragic and shocking and offered his condolences to the families of those killed. Well, what did he think was going to happen? Really? I mean, these things all all the time happen. So all you have war. to do is, is look at any U.S. military base um, around the world. There's a great deal of them where people want them gone from their countries because, sadly, uh, you know, people if, – if you put enough young males in a given area, there's likely to be some crime involved. And, sadly, that's what has been going on. I mean, you know, this is just – it's just statistics and – you know, I, I can think of uh, Okinawa. Is uh, there's there's a huge protest movement there against uh, U.S. soldiers still? Apparently, they they own like a that good are still there. Sure, still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what seventy years later? Yeah. Uh, one World War Two, and yeah, well, I still got it. And I believe that it's actually U.S. territory. Um, you know, is the, the the assumption? But I'm oh my, I bet not many people know that, right, Mark? I, I don't think, think they your get to average vote, person, but. You know, like they quote unquote own it. I, I looked it up, you know, at some point and and wow, talk about hegemony, right? I mean, talk about sure adventure is mean, military adventurism. That's it's intended to have a naval base uh, from which to work in the uh, South China Sea and you know that th- those kind of areas, the uh, Pacific and that kind of thing. Yeah. So so the viol- it says the violence over Koran burnings had already spurred calls in the U.S. for a faster exit strategy for sure. the ten year old Afghan war. So. This is one of those things that it's kind of one of those uh, ping pong ball effects. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, there's probably tensions already with U- U.S. troops being on their soil. I know I would have tensions if some other uh, you know country had troops on this soil. And- yeah, that's an important thing to point out. And Ron Paul has done that many times, right? When he's in the debates, he's like, how would you feel if there were Chinese troops marching down the streets in As your neighborhood? Well should. Yeah. And it's, a, it's important to flip those tables and think about it that way, right? And then you have a clash of cultures. Um, and there is a clash of cultures. There's no doubt uh, that there's a clash between sort of the mus- Muslim culture and the, uh, the Western culture. Well, and cul- so- culture is a sort of a figment. I mean, like, what is it really? But I guess like there are definitely people over there who have ideas. And they they have this enemy imagery of each other, right? They see, uh, you know, sometimes Muslims might see Christian Americans as bad and crusaders, and right, and the Americans see the Muslims as bad, and then it becomes this whole thing where right. they just don't so, see so, each other as human beings, and so they're able to commit these atrocities. So some some people who you know have a have a, a, a difficulty with uh, you know dealing with the the cultural rift decide you know what we'll do we'll we'll solve some of this problem by burning some of their holy books, and uh, that's a yeah, yeah, it doesn't it's a seem like idea. a particularly no, productive way to solve right. it. <laughs> Very unproductive. Yeah, and then you know, of course, it gets to be a big deal over there. Um, and, but you've heard it, uh, you've heard it over and over again. Uh, I've heard Americans say we should dip every one of our bullets in pig fat, as if that means <sighs> anything. I mean, it's it's just a way wow. to exacerbate the situation. What a waste of pig fat. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> and. You know, so the 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 Korans get burned, and then of course there's this backlash, and then other soldiers say to themselves, "For God's sakes, we're over here fighting and dying for these people's freedom, and then they're raising up a ruckus over some stinking books, and then, you know, the the, the so they the, this guy then wants to to fight back, and then he kills sixteen clearly innocent people, and then it just yeah. keeps on going and going, and I want Americans to imagine that this was their country." If this was going on in their country, they wouldn't like it very much. Well, and if very... so, it's okay for their country, but not okay for this country, then what you have to understand is that you believe that those people are subhuman or sub you. Yeah. If you believe you are a human, 
and they're sub you, then you're they're believe something they're else. But that they're they are the other. And if you believe that somebody else is the other, you will never solve your problem with them. And that's what always happens in war. That happens in every single war in history, Mark. It's they have to view each other as as others, the two sides. Or Otherwise else they, they wouldn't, wouldn't be able, be able to, to kill. Trigger, right? Yeah. If it was, uh, you know, if, if if they were thinking that's just a guy like me over there, then they're not going to have as easy of a time killing them. Yeah. Or and these I really... are freedom fighters trying to get uh, an invader out of their land. I mean, imagine if you're a U.S. soldier. I mean, how could you possibly do your job as a U.S. soldier if you believed that those Taliban fellas are people that just want you out of their country? Now, I don't think that every one of those Taliban guys is a nice guy. In fact, I don't think. I generally don't no. think most of them are. They probably have some really screwed up ideas concerning women. But we just saw a news story, um, you know, over there that where Karzai, the president, who's supposed to be this moderate that the U.S. government put in place, yeah. has basically... Is advocating for Sharia law. Yeah, yeah to the, the conservatives in the area as far as uh, women's rights. So they're going to roll back women's rights in Afghanistan. Well, yeah, it really makes you say kind of what's the, the point. And I just... What wor- is the point? Absolutely. What That's is the, the point? point. <laughs> Does anybody have, I mean, please, if somebody's listening and knows what the point is of the Afghan war at this point, call in and tell me, because I just don't know. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. That's 855-450-3733. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R A J A M O J O. Raja Mojo. I am iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we one of the things we do here on Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's a live Sunday edition with Mark and Stephanie. You can pick up gold at gold.freetalklive.com. It's it, it's some of the best rates you can get on precious metals. From what I can tell, um, you know, on the Internet, I'm certain there are some folks out there that must there must be some cheaper price on some coin somewhere on the Internet. But we believe that you get some of the best rates at gold.freetalklive.com. We strive to, uh, to to bring you some of the best rates there. When you buy gold from gold.freetalklive.com, not only you get some of the best rates, but you help Free Talk Live so it's gold.freetalklive.com. Whether you want gold as a hedge against inflation, investment, or barter currency, it's gold.freetalklive.com. Well, let's, uh, Stephanie, let's go right to the phones here. Sure. Got, Love uh, calls. <laughs> Ron in Missouri. 
Ron, you're on Free Talk Live. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I was just uh, kind of patched in on the last show, uh, the program before you. Okay. And uh, had to pause it after about five, ten minutes into it. And once I got done, they was pretty much over that subject matter. And I looked it up on the internet. What were they talking about? You have to, you have to tell us what, what you're talking yeah, about, Yeah, give us a recap. Oh, I'm sorry. I, uh, uh, I am taking it in my mind that they've officially started the, the impeachment proceedings on uh, on Mr. Prez there. You think that the and impeachment proceedings to, have been I haven't heard about started this. on Barack Obama? Yeah, and... Yeah, and that's what. And as I said, I uh, on uh, the Alex show. I don't know the man's last name, but is it Alex Jones? The one prior to yours, Alex Jones. Yes. Okay. Prior to yours, I had pulled in there, and they were actually discussing that. And you go on the internet, and it's so patchy. They could the uh, the, the leftist media uh, uh, bloggers will say, "Oh no, ain't this ain't happening?" And all they got these weirdo conspiracy theorists that'll. It'll come up with all this off the wall garbage. So is it? Is there some? You can't find a middle ground. There's somebody who's required probably to. I'm not exactly familiar off the top of my head with how impeachment works, but does doesn't somebody have to sponsor it or lead the charge? Is there somebody in Congress who's doing this? Uh, Well, as uh, whenever I went to look up on there, the I didn't know that Infowars dot com is is this. Other man's Alex That's uh, Jones' site, uh, yep. website, and it actually says on there that um, that it was start the proceedings was started here recently. So, what does started website. mean? What started means one of four hundred and thirty-five drunken sailors in the House of Representatives has uh, <laughs> has uh, yeah. put forward it's some the, kind of proceedings to uh, impeach Barack Obama. Is that the idea? Quite possibly, and as I said, I'm, I'm uh, everything is is all blotchy. For me, because I just got a little n- nibble of every little bit of it. Are you hoping and, that uh, uh, you know? I wouldn't doubt for a second oh, of one of these four hundred and thirty-five yeah. people has decided that that would be in some way beneficial <laughs> to them to start this uh, these proceedings. Do you think that that would be beneficial? It's a little bit late, don't you think? <laughs> do, you, do you think oh, now's absolutely. the time? Yeah, absolutely. Because because uh, the reasoning behind it is is uh, his uh, hand on the the uh, the war in Libya. Okay, and besides all of that, with his destruction of, of uh, little stuff like NASA and the economy, and on and on and on, huh. you know, you would think that they would be able to to scratch their head and say, uh, "Maybe we need to do something about this guy." Well, well you know, that's that's. I interesting. do feel like they, they stepped out of bounds on the the Libya oh, thing. Oh, uh, yeah, but, you know, absolutely. Whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that's a that's I a good thing. Older. Usually, you hear about impeachment proceedings, like for. Other things, I don't know. I mean, people were saying the birth certificate uh, controversy, which, you know, you can find conflicting stories about. But if it's actually for taking a military action in Libya, then maybe I'd support that. I don't know. I I think that they all deserve impeachment, frankly. Yeah, sure. On top of all of that, uh, all the way down to Wikipedia has got it where, uh, you know, the the last, the, the two, he's the third president in history. It's been uh, or slash being impeached between uh, Andrew Jackson, Bill Clinton, and and now him. So I thought it was the, Andrew the, the, Johnson that was a uh, Johnson. Impeached. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, uh, my fault. No problem. The uh, so I, I don't know that. So that, those are the ones that there were two that were impeached in the sense that uh, charges were brought. That's what impeachment means. Right. Um, although it sounds yes. to everybody like it means like they've been kicked out of office, right. but that's, that's not, not what it actually, means. Yeah. Um, right. Exactly. 
But just how many have had proceedings started upon them? Because it seems like when you're talking about, you know, a large body, quote unquote, of the people like uh, the House of Representatives, that it's surely these uh, proceedings must have been started against someone somewhere besides those two uh, two people. I mean, that's it just to me, that just doesn't make sense that it's never been started on anybody anywhere otherwise. Right. I don't know. So, I mean, we'll yeah, see I, how it I, all I, plays out. Uh, you got Nixon in the seventies. I was a great, I was a grade schooler, preschooler then, and uh, he apparently he, uh, with his uh, little scandal, ended up saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I got to guess I can't be president no more." So now I just I pulled up the I, the Obama Wikipedia page real quick, and you were saying you were mm-hmm. mentioning that there was something on there about this impending uh, impeachment possibility, and. I just quickly sure, searched sure. the page for the word impeach and nothing came up, so I'm not really sure about oh, that. It must have been a... It's a media conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, well, I, I it appreciate could, it. It could very well be. Oh, I just, actually, there's, it turns I out. Clean up the, so there's an article from World Net Daily that says Obama impeachment bill now in Congress. There you go. So, yes, yeah, it's verified. There you go. You know, I mean, all kinds of get, bills get introduced in all kinds of lawmaking bodies around the world and in the English-speaking world. I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical as to, as to whether or not this one particular one has legs, Ron. Um, you know, I mean, Americans are focused on uh, Obama being, you know, for one, what do we get yeah. if Obama gets impeached? We get Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> Is that better? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it won't hurt for another few months, I guess. I guess. Ron, I appreciate you get the call. 855-450-3733. You know, I like what you said, Mark. They should they should all be impeached. God, that's, you know, what what Probably. are our choices? Biden, we got Romney, you got Santorum. I mean, none of these people really float my boat, I can no, tell you. I mean, me I don't either. think Gingrich has anything. I mean, what's what's he running for? Uh vice president at this point? What's he in the race for? I, I, I don't know. I have no Fame, idea. power, money. Just to make it difficult know. on Santorum? You got me. Whatever. Uh, it's all just a disgusting game. It doesn't yes. – I don't know whether Ron yes. Paul is going to get the, the nod for the presidency. It doesn't seem likely from the Republican uh, uh, nomination. I don't know if he'll run third party or something like that. I've to sort me, of mentally checked out of following it for my own health, you know, for just my own sanity. I think you can get a lot of – Freedom in your life that way. Yeah, I suppose. I, there was a time when I just all stopped uh, listening to the news altogether for a couple of years. And, you know, I didn't know any less. Let's talk to Johnny in Missouri. Johnny, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, afternoon, guys. Hope the good Lord is blessing you with all the blessings you deserve. I consider myself uh, infinitely blessed. I'm very happy with my life. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I am, too. I've got a wonderful wife, and the blessings just rain upon me every day. Give us a teaser as to what you want to talk about here, Johnny. I want to talk about the uh, a good spot to sign the petition to push our elected to go for the impeachment. I want to talk about the, pushing the impeachment. Hold the line, 855-450-3733, Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com 
Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. It's a SACL toll-free call-in line. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. And we're talking about, well, possible Obama impeachments. Apparently, there's something called Resolution 107 out there. And I had no idea this was happening until our caller called and brought it up, and then we had a second call on the line. There you go. I mean, it's not getting uh, apparently not getting a lot of coverage. So, uh, you know, if, if this is something that interests you, maybe you've got uh, some reasons why you think Obama should be impeached. Apparently, it's going to be about the War Powers, violations of the War Powers Act. You know, I find it unlikely that Obama's going to get impeached. Yeah, me too. And I find it unlikely, in fact, that any of the United States systems are going to be rolled back and fixed sort of from with from within Washington, D.C. Yeah. It just doesn't seem likely to me. Well, a lot of presidents do things that violate their own rules, but when they get impeached, it seems like it's a political thing, like Bill Clinton got impeached by the right. Republicans and stuff, right? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. whatever. So I picked up my life and I moved to New Hampshire for the Free State Project because mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I could do more for liberty in one small state with a bunch of other liberty-loving folks than I could by... You know, worrying about the news and things that didn't seem to have any effect on me. If you're interested in the ideas of uh, liberty and you want to get together with uh, folks that do are interested, just like you, and you're tired of the state getting involved in your business and personal life, check out the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Let's go back to uh, Johnny B. listening in Missouri. Johnny, you're on Free Talk Live. So why is it that Obama should be impeached? Uh, I can't think of any reason why he shouldn't be impeached. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. One, one, well, one, a charge would need to be leveled. <laughs> he would need to be found guilty, and then he would be removed from office because he would be with high crimes and misdemeanors. Right. And then well, we'd have he, Joe Biden. He, uh, he hasn't met his qualifications to even uh, be nominated. So we've also got the the DNC coming under charges. So this is for the uh, he was he was born in Kenya thing. Uh, well, we we're not real sure whether he was born or made. What does but that we're mean? Still to, <laughs> we're still trying to dish that one out. G- gotcha. Um, I don't. You know I don't gotcha. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Do you know he was put forward for impeachment when we went into Libya? I thought that that's what this was about. Um, so this has been going on no. for for months. Then is this was introduced a while no, ago? No, 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 no. This is brand new. This is just okay. since they come forward to Congress and told them, "Hey, you guys, you know, we'll let you know along the way, but you're non, you're defunct. You know, you don't matter anymore." Who doesn't matter? <laughs> that's what this one is all about. Congress. Okay. Our sitting, the people that are actually supposed to be dealing with us on a world basis because the president is supposed to stay in the United States and take care of our business matters. Well, the president's more of a foreign policy. No, the the, the president's more of a foreign policy figure. No, sir. The president is supposed supposed to operate the business of our government nationally. He's not supposed to be out in the world. Really? He can welcome dignitaries and have, uh, uh, dinner meetings and stuff. Well, it seems like Who none of it seems like nobody in the government stays within these roles that they're supposed to stay in anyway. So, I mean, they all touche, yeah. touche, my dear. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, That's I, the free state. I, it seems unlikely to me that uh, that that this one's going to go any more than any of than Bill Clinton did or Andrew Johnson did. I mean, you know, the the idea of taking out a si- sitting president, whether they deserve it or not, seems pretty unlikely to me. I mean, the the system tends to 
to some extent, to take keep care the of its status own. quo, yeah, right? Likes the status quo. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know why Bill Clinton was brought up on impeachment charges? I would assume it was the uh, the, the Monica Lewinsky thing. I think I it was for perjury, wasn't no, it? Because he no, said ma'am. no, no, ma'am. It was because of campaign contributions from China. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There you go. I didn't know that either. It was a. Uh, it was really kind of obscured in the media. I mean, I was pretty young at the time, but what I remember was right. everybody focusing on the the uh, affair, you know, and the and the fact that he lied about it under oath or whatever. I did not have sex with that woman. Right. Sexual relations. <laughs> That's a good impression, Mark. Right. Thank you. Well, thanks for the call, Johnny. Eight five five four five zero three seven. Slick Willie over here on the radio with me. We <laughs> <laughs> want to come sit on my lap. Oh, All right. No. <laughs> Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, uh, House Concurrent Resolution 107, actually. Is that what it is? Okay, tell me about it, because yeah, I'm not able to find is. out anything. That's what it is. It's brought up by Representative Walter Jones from North Carolina. Is he Republican? I believe so, but okay. don't get me to lying about it. <laughs> um, let me state first, I'm an Army vet. All right. And what... What brought the concurrent resolution about was Tuesday's testimony by the Secretary of Defense, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and the Joint Chiefs of Staff in front of the Senate Armed Services Committee. This is Telling, the one where uh, uh, what's his, it was it Gates? No, it wasn't Gates. Uh, said that it was okay. To, no. you know, this is why it's okay to kill American citizens. That one? No, no, no. Okay. Oh, Eric uh, that, that might Colder. have gone on during the testimony. Okay. That's this what was I, this was over. Uh, Senator Jeff Sessions bringing up the point that um, President Obama did not make offensive military actions in Syria without Congress's approval. Mm-hmm. Because the chain of command is that high goes Congress, President, and the military. Mm-hmm. But since 1910, we've been taught, or they've been trying to teach us, that it's kind of been co-equal president congress when it comes to the military Mm -hmm. since 1960 they've been teaching that it's president congress military right that uh the president moves troops congress declares war it doesn't matter that we don't declare war because it hasn't been declared since 1942 so the president moves troops right okay but constitutionally Congress gives the top general his orders, mm-hmm. that top general being President Obama, or the president. Mm-hmm. The president gives orders to the military. Now, that's not what's been happening since uh, Korea. <laughs> oh, are so. you okay, Mark? Mark? Mark was so surprised he choked on his coffee. On that Apparently, I did. Oh, Excuse me. I know the feeling. I've got coffee right here in my hand, so I've been choking on it for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, so um, so I have a question also, about this. I, I have a, just a quick question. If this has been going on yeah. for so many decades, why has nobody ever been impeached before or even brought up on charges? Or why is this the first time? Because, that... because we've been taught to go along with it. Don't question orders. Mm, well, yeah, that's certainly extent, true. Of course, they, the, the term police action, which goes about as far as the term assault weapons. Well, Congress had a um, what a, a use of force. Uh, they approved use of force in Afghanistan and I believe in Iraq, right. too. Which is, which is only for Afghanistan and Iraq. Okay. Right. It's not for Syria, not for Libya. They weren't exactly declarations of war, but they were appro- no. approvals of, of you know military force. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, the, it was only for that particular situation. 
it wasn't an all, you know, all confining um, right. they, permission they, from they, Congress to say, okay, you can just go anywhere, do anything you want. Right. And uh, obviously, okay. uh, Obama got into Libya without approval from Congress and stayed over 90 right. days, which apparently violates the World War, War Powers Act. Huh. Um, and yeah, But there have been so many violations. I mean, all this stuff, like presidents have been overstepping their power. In all since, different areas? Yeah, ever since there were presidents. And so, mm. I mean, this is okay. I, maybe a step in the right direction, but I'm just kind of surprised it didn't happen sooner. Or that Okay, we'll see what the thing was. During the testimony, it was being telecast live on C-SPAN. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you have a sitting senator sit there and tell the Secretary of Defense, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and the Joint Chiefs, uh, you know, we pay the bills. We're your boss. We tell the president when to declare war. And they all say, uh, no, we get our orders from the U.N. and NATO hmm. as far as war. Yeah, sound... I did hear that, too. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> that is when Congress decides to wake up and say, mm, no, I, I don't think so. Well, do you think that do you think it's going to go through? I mean, do you think that Congress is really going to pass another impeachment? Or excuse me, the, the House of Representatives is going to impeach Barack Obama? Well, it's the House that tries right. Barack Obama. No, I thought it was the Senate both, that tried. Both houses of Congress have to pass the resolution. And then Obama has to take action against that resolution, say, sending troops into Syria. Then they bring about impeachment proceedings. Appreciate the call. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week, discreet packaging and shipping, and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's a single toll free call in line. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You're listening to Free Talk Live's Live Sunday Edition with Mark and Stephanie. So you can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. But uh, you know, somebody called in and wanted to talk about. Uh, I guess this is House Resolution one hundred seven, uh, putting forth the impeachment process on President Barack Obama, and we were. Briefly, uh, we were talking about what the process is, and I want to make it clear, look, no constitutional scholars on this show. Um, you know, I'm, oh, yeah. <laughs> I try to read this thing, but I, you know, I've, I do have in Wikipedia what the process for impeachment is, and it, it was not exactly as it was being uh, purported in the last segment, so I want to make sure we get through it. But I, I, you'll find in here the Constitution isn't even a constitutional scholar. The process uh, from Wikipedia.org, the impeachment process is a two-step procedure. The House of Representatives must first pass by a simple majority of those present and voting articles of impeachment, which constitute the formal allegation or allegations. Um, upon their passage, the defendant has then been impeached. Next, the Senate tries the accused. In the case of the impeachment of a president, the chief justice of the United States presides over the procedures. For the impeachment of any other official, the Constitution is silent on who shall preside, suggesting that the role then falls to the Senate's usual presiding officer. 
This may include the impeachment. Does anyone know who the uh, the presiding officer of the Senate is? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? It's the vice president. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get a reason. People don't know that. Yeah, no. This may may include the impeachment of the vice president, although legal theories suggesting that allowing the defendant to be the judge in his own case might be a blatant conflict of interest. Mm, Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Constitution, probably not the unerring word of God. Uh, A lot of people seem (laughs) to look at it that way, and I just want to make sure, hey, you know— a little slip up here. The vice president did not preside over an impeachment. If anyone besides uh, of anyone besides the president, the duties would fall to the uh, president pro temp of the Senate, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure who that would be um, in any given circumstance. So uh, to don't convict they the accused choose that by some committee or something, I don't they know, they could very well. Uh, and maybe it's the you know, I House think, majority. I think the there Senate are people who are like political junkies who really get excited about this stuff, right? They hear this and they're like, oh, what are the rules and how is it going to go? And if this actually comes to fruition, what's it going to be like? And, I, you know, it's it's hard for me to relate to that because I, I kind of... I kind of doubt it's going to go too far, right? It just seems like they don't really follow their own rules most of the oh, time. Oh, I don't have uh, much uh, thought, but it's interesting to know what the proceedings are for the impeachment. If nothing I don't more even than, find it that interesting. Uh, I, my eyes kind of glaze. It's <laughs> trivial actually, pursuit. To be you completely win in, honest. You could win in trivial pursuit. I never to, win. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know the sports, and I don't know the politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sports entertainment, uh, you know, I know this. Too. I kick butt at the science, but I don't know about the sports. <laughs> I should hope so, being a med student. To convict the accuse a two-thirds majority of the senators president uh, present is required conviction automatically removes the defendant from office following conviction the senate may vote to further punish the individual by barring him from holding federal office elected or appointed conviction of this uh, by the senate does not bar criminal prosecution even after an accused has uh, left office it is possible to impeach or disqualify the person from future office or from certain emoluments of his uh, prior What's office, that? such as a, pen- a pension, you know, oh, maybe the, okay. the Secret Service uh, protection, things like that. Gotcha. If there's no charge for which... Take away the, the benefits, yeah. right? Because yeah. all they got to do is hang on um, and they'll get their, their pension, which two-thirds majority of the sentence must uh, prove guilty. The defendant is acquitted and no punishment is imposed. So um, if, if, he, if there's not a two-third vote in the Senate, it gets passed by just a simple majority in the House, and then he's tried in the Senate, and if he's not found guilty by two-thirds of the uh, senators, then – and by the way, I think it's pretty much 50-50 between Democrats and Republicans in the Senate. So this is truly just a political move by a likely Republican um, member of uh, the House of Representatives to get himself a little credit. I mean, really? Do we think that – you can get, let's see. Um, well, I get, I mean, I think there is, I mean, if this actually makes it into the news, like, and people get, because this is the first I've heard of it when this caller brought it up, and maybe it's a breaking story or something, but it is kind of interesting to see a Democratic president impeached because of a War Powers Act violation, you know, and it brings the point up that Obama has done a lot of stuff that's pretty hawkish and pretty warlike, you know, in, in, in contrast to what a lot of people think of him, which is the peace sign on the O and the bumper sticker, Hate right? That. Hate yeah, that peace it's sign old bumper sticker thing. I don't see him anymore. I think that most of the peaceniks have pulled those things off their bumpers. I see him yeah. at this point. Now, do you? Yeah. Uh, they they make me they make me crazy. Um but Anyway, it seems unlikely to me that it's, a, it's going to go through. At this point, you, what we, you would need is about th- uh, more than 30 percent of Democrats in the House, in the Senate. In the uh, so the, the, you know, the bicameral Yeah, that seems a little here. bit unlikely. It's, yeah, 30 percent of 
uh, Democratic senators need to abdicate from their party, essentially. And but know, doesn't that just show that it's president. not about what their rules say? It's about partisanship. I mean, it, does anybody think it's anything but that? I don't know. I think some people do think that these rules still matter, I guess. I mean, but it's like. If, if they're supposed to be rigidly following the rules that the Constitution sets forth and that they uh, subscribe to, then they would impeach him because it, it's clear that, you know, this this violation occurred. Right. It seems that way to me. I think no it's fine that they're bringing they forth the, uh, the impeachment. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get all bent out of shape over it. Um, you know, I don't I don't care where the guy was born. I think. Uh, you know, yeah, no, the, the vast <laughs> majority of presidents that have held the office in the last, uh, oh, I, I don't know. Century have probably been criminals, um, and you know, frankly, there's plenty of them that have been. Uh, well, everybody's a criminal to too. today. You know, everything is illegal, so we're all criminals, yeah. right? So anyway, it's, it just doesn't 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 do anything for me. What can I tell you? Yeah, uh, you, we had this article that we never quite finished up uh, regarding yes. the assassinations, um, the the massacre. I think is probably a better term in Afghanistan. Well, yeah, we started off the show talking about this. Uh, this killing spree, for lack of a better word, that um, a U.S. soldier went on in Afghanistan killing 16 civilians. And uh, it's been causing a huge uproar in Afghanistan, understandably so. I mean, and there's been these incidents that had sort of come before it with uh, burning some Qurans a few weeks ago and some attacks that left uh, 30 people dead. And so it's been a big bloody mess over there, like the whole time. And violence occasionally flares up more, even more severely. And what are we doing over? Th- Not we. What are they doing over there? What is the U.S. government doing keeping people there who have families and lives and could be safe? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I have yet to hear a good explanation as to what's going on what uh, a sense in Afghanistan of un- that's benefiting the average individual. The last I heard was probably... Um, yeah, it was a State Department uh, uh, individual who was basically saying that the reason that we, quote unquote, were still in Afghanistan, the United States government was still in Afghanistan, was because the president was politically married to the war. But oh that was my. prior to yeah. killing off Osama bin Laden. So, you know, I don't I, 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 at this point, really, why? Well, it let says those, let those folks. Find whatever equilibrium they're going to find. They've, we've, we've given them enough disruption for a few decades. Um, at some point or another, they're going to find some kind of equilibrium, and I don't know how they're going to find it. I think the best thing that we can do for peace, freedom, and liberty for the Afghan people is to allow them to emigrate over here and start better lives for themselves and their families and mm-hmm. work hard. Offer I don't think you place, should give them any, yeah. anything free. I don't think they deserve anything free. I think they deserve an opportunity to work hard and. Or just leave them alone. I mean, even even if you disagree with certain aspects of the culture there or whatever, you don't have to kill them. You know, there's probably a lot of people around the world who you disagree with on some things. Do you kill them? Is that the way to solve the problems? It seems to be. a Yeah, yeah, that seems to be a meme. Sure. I, I completely disagree with that. So let me get back into this article. This is um, the the violence over the Quran burnings had already spurred calls in the U.S. for a faster exit strategy from the 10 year old Afghan war. Obama said recently now is the time for us to transi- transition. But he also said he had no plan to change the current timetable that has Afghans taking control of security countrywide by the end of 2014. So they're still planning to languish there until 2014 for another few years. In the wake of these Quran burnings that happened recently, the uh, top 
U.S. commander in Afghanistan. Now, they had a timeline for Iraq, right? And then They did. They didn't stick to it. It kept changing. It kept right? changing. And then finally, the withdrawal, quote-unquote withdrawal from Iraq, which leaves... Uh, 50,000 troops still there. 50,000, right? uh, what would they call them, government contractors. Oh, um, oh, excuse me. You know, which are just former soldiers, and they're yeah. still carrying guns, and they look like soldiers, but they're not U.S. soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um so they're Funny how still works. on the ground, and you know this huge uh, mall of a uh, uh, of a, of an embassy that the United States has over there in Iraq. But be that as it may, you know if this uh, twenty if if Barack Obama gets uh, reelected, this twenty fourteen timeline, it's at his pleasure. Oh yeah, I, I mean you know please let's not fall for this crap again. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. We'll take your calls in the second hour. Free Talk Live. Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. It's a SACL toll-free call in line. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. 855-450-3733. It's the live Sunday edition with Mark. And Stephanie. Uh, let's go. Uh, we can go right to the phones here. But first, real quick, I want to tell you, uh, Free Talk Live, unusual radio program in that we give you all the archives that we have going back to 2006. We have archives past that, but that's all that we've got up on the server there. That's five all you're going to get, but uh, it's pretty hard to go through all those archives. Yeah, yeah, You'd have there's to do a lot, a lot of audio of content there. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of so, like reading the Federal Register, right? It's yeah, just, it's, it's, it's just You can't bigger. read all the laws. You can't listen to all the Free Talk Live. It's getting bigger and bigger and harder and harder. <laughs> harder to go through it all. Oh, Some yeah. folks do it, though. They've got, uh, say, a job where they work, you know, 10 hours a day, and they can listen to audio content that whole time. Free Talk Live, perfect for those folks. Yep. But um, you can go to uh, archives.freetalklive.com, download there to your heart's content. Use them for what you will. Go gardening, traveling, uh, you know, whether you're commuting or traveling or whatever. It's archives.freetalklive.com. Let's go take uh, Greg listening in South Carolina, listening on XM. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I was just going to offer my uh, insight into uh, why I thought we were still involved in the Afghanistan issue. And I think it's a, basically a human rights issue. Okay. And uh, primarily uh, women's rights. I think that uh, if we pull out right now, there would be a... Uh, I mean, the Afghan leadership, as far as Karzai and his administration, there's none of them that are really that have really gotten on board with this uh, equal rights for women and stuff like that. Yeah. And the United States is the only ones that, that are holding their feet to the fire. And I think if we pull out now, we're we are aware that you know a lot of women are going to suffer and go back to suffering like they have before. 
Are you okay. aware that uh, some U.S. military contractors worked with uh, Karzai's family members to procure young boys for uh, uh, you know sex parties that they had over in Afghanistan? Oh, I, I'm not surprised at all by that. Yeah, that uh, that, that kind of stuff is is rampant over there. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, the United States helping with uh, you know gender rights in Afghanistan perhaps isn't very helpful. I mean, considering that Karzai has actually moved. Backwards, um, you know. Recently, this week, he, uh, he advocated for a return to Sharia law on uh, women. And wasn't or something he like. installed by the U.S. basically? I mean, sure. endorsed I mean, you know, at least. That's that's Karzai is the U.S.'s man. If he hasn't been exactly, uh, you know, one hundred percent on their side. Once you get power, you know, you tend to tend to uh, bite the hand that fed you at one point. But is the way I to don't bring? Think it's working, Greg. But is the way to bring equality by force? I don't think so. I think it has to come from a change, a social change that starts in people's minds. No, I, I agree minds. with you 100%, But I'm just saying that I think the only reason why the United States is so involved is, is for that, primarily for that issue. And I've I, heard. I think that I've heard that a lot of people in our leadership they're just not, not, are not convinced. Like like you said, that we can't do it by force, and, and they're still willing to just try to go that route. Yeah, I've, I've heard that sort of the Democrats out there, I, there was a woman running for, for Congress that uh, basically said, I support the Afghan war because of the, uh, the the gal on National Geographic that her nose cut off or whatever. Um, well, then what are they doing about all the female genital mutilation that goes on in Africa and other parts in the Middle East? I mean, they're not, I don't see them standing up for women's rights one there. One pointless foreign war at a time, Stephanie. No, there's well, more we, than one going on. <laughs> We don't have soldiers there yet. I think if we had soldiers there for another issue or another reason, then that would come along, and that and that but, would. Be but then the reason isn't for the Obama women's rights, though. Obama sent a hundred troops to Uganda. Well, that's a hundred troops. They're only <laughs> yeah. advisors. They're not, you know, they're not um, a standing army or anything like that. It's a big one. I, I you know, I, it, it seems to me that uh, that the, the the troops aren't going to solve the uh, the gender disparities and and you know I don't think you can stop these cultural issues. With, well, what, with you know, one of the it things just causes people to get upset. One of the things that I do I do think is a solution to that is is trade and commerce. I mean, when you're interacting with somebody in the context of voluntary exchange, you tend to exchange ideas as well, and sometimes those ideas are you know women's rights and gender equality. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing against you guys. I'm just telling you why yep. I think we're. Yeah, still I think there. that mm. I think that that is one of the reasons that uh, that people say at people least. say, especially yeah. Democrats and Democrats do seem to be uh, you know at least in the highest uh, office in the land. So, Greg, I appreciate the call. I don't disagree with what he what he says. I think it's a uh, you know to to some extent uh, a correct assessment. And of course, I mean, I don't think anyone who's heard the show before would say that you or I are against women's rights. I mean, actually, we talk about that quite a bit, but yeah. we just think that the way to bring them is not by force. I don't see any evidence that uh, 10 years on the ground has, um, you know, is is moving women's rights forward. I no, will admit that not. initially uh, the uh, Taliban being kicked out of power and uh, sort of the Karzai thing there. Yeah. You know, women had more rights in the uh, metropolitan areas, but in the Kabul and, and places like that, you know, they could walk around without uh, having potato sacks over their heads. But does every, everybody has fewer rights, though, because if they're all walking around in a constant state of fear and unpredictability about whether they're going to be attacked by U.S. forces. I mean, whether they're going to, their homes are going to be raided or they're going to be bullets flying around. Uh, well, how free is everybody, you it, know? It's unlikely that um, a U.S. service person is going to go crazy and kill 16 innocent people. Sure, but this, this but being publicized, it's, it's it, in people's minds, right? Once they hear it about happens, it. Once it happens, then that is the th- sort of thing that, uh, you, you know, I mean, so there are, the people that, there are people in Afghanistan that want the U.S. there. 
There are people that don't want the U.S. there. And there are some that are sort of in the middle. You know, like I've got to see some advantages and some disadvantages. <laughs> Every time one of these things happens, more people say to themselves, that's it. Get them out of here. Yeah. I mean, when you have translators and people that are working for the U.S. military turning on their employers, the you know, you're not going to get that sweet, sweet government paycheck when you kill one of your bosses. Okay, mm. but that's how important that seem that this seems to some of those people. The burning of uh, uh, you know silly old religious texts. Fine, you know, I mean, to me, it doesn't mean anything to me. You could burn Korans or Bibles or um, you know the Bhagavad Gita. I don't care which one of What's these that? you burn. It's uh, one of those Hindu things. Okay. Or I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but, you know, none of those things matter to me. But they matter to other people. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, you know, so, you know, I, I, yeah, I can't think of a book that you can burn that's going to make me want to kill you. Mm-hmm. But there are lots of people out there that will kill you over a particular book or, uh, you know, religious idol or a nationalistic idol, which I consider to be, you know, largely a similar thing. Some people yeah. will kill you over burning a flag. Yes, they that's will. absolutely true. Let's go you to know, Rich and Tech. Whoop, go oh, ahead. I just wanted to interject that about women's rights. I think more has been gained from from social things. Like there have been protests uh, by women in Saudi Arabia uh, where they've driven Ill- illegally, civilly, disobediently driven yeah, by themselves. What's happened about that? But yeah, I've, I've heard about it, but I didn't hear any results. I mean, getting beaten well, by I mean, the, Wahhabists or anything. The, the prince or the king is still opposed to women driving, but I think they're probably gaining more acceptance in they public just need opinion. Tinted win- windows. Go to Rich in Texas. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you doing today? Everything's just fine. How about you? I'm uh, doing great, you know. You know, we, we're missing another picture, too. You know, what about the genocide going over in the United States right now? We got people in prison for no reason. We got people over here started for no reason. I'm sorry, people, well, genocide in the, I, I, people, I just want to repeat. Yeah. Uh, genocide in the United States, people in prison for no reason, and what? Yeah, we got people over here starting for no reason, too. We're always worried about Darling. somebody else's country. We don't ever take their own country. We got killing over here that's going on for no reason. Why don't we worry about what's going on in the United States before we worry about what's going on in Afghanistan, Uwanda, Iran, Iraq, every place else? Take care of your own country. I'm with you, but what specifically is the genocide? The genocide. You got Israel here getting getting gunned down on the streets for no reason. By cops, by by drug dealers, by by all Mm, kinds. The war on drugs. Rampant killing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But genocide is a serious serious concern. I'm sorry, you were saying, Rich? We're, we're, too, we're, we're, we're too involved in other people's countries. We're not involved in our own country. That's the problem right there. We're worried about going somewhere else and taking out some other dictators. When we got our own dictators over here that's taking over our own, taking over our own country. Why don't we worry about that? And get out of everybody else's country and let them have their own business. And let us handle our business. I, I'm with you, Rich. I, I certainly don't have any disagreement with that. I, I don't want the government to try to solve my problems over here locally because I feel like they're uh, pretty bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the government is making it worse. The only, only person that we got is trying to solve this is Ron Paul. We got to get behind Ron Paul. That's what we got to get behind. I'm as behind him as I he can. Wanna, or, or civil action to solve your own problems. Oh, there probably are Mutual some other solutions. And, uh, well, yeah. Rich, yeah, I got a question you know, for you here. I want to hold you through. I've got a question for you if you'll just hang on. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Your thoughts? How can we solve domestic problems? Free Talk Live.
Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You're listening to Free Talk Live's Live Sunday Edition with Mark and Stephanie. You can give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. But if you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, ManVentureOutpost.com has what you need, and it has it at rates that will be. St- that will stun you. They're so low. If you're an outdoors person and you buy on a regular basis things of uh, the nature, you know, outdoors nature, whether it's camping, hunting, shooting, survival gear, whatever it might be, check out manventureoutpost.com because their prices are incredibly low. Whether it's knives or ammunition, say you're, you know, do some shooting ammunition, you can get it, uh, great prices at manventureoutpost.com. Scopes, binoculars, lasers, sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders. Boating equipment. They've got their family owned, members of good standing, the Better Business Bureau. And you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. You can get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. It's manventureoutpost.com, coupon code FTL. Stephanie, let's go back to Rich in Texas. Listening All right. on XM. You Rich, had a question you wanted I to did. ask him, right? So, Rich, you're, you're back in Ron Paul here. Yeah. And um, I have no, I, believe me, I think. Of all the uh, people running for for the the presidency, Ron Paul is uh, the best choice. So you know, there's my endorsement. But you know, he, uh, according to the media, he hasn't come in first um, in what it's been quite a few of the contests. I think it's more than twenty contests now. Yeah, but let me ask um, this now. According to the media, he hasn't been coming in first place too up there. What was that, what was that first um, first polling at? New Hampshire, where they the first Iowa. New Hampshire, what Iowa, Iowa, what a so-called Sandy Romney wanted, the Santorum wanted, but also heard bits and pieces where uh, one of George Bush's old cronies had said that they had went in and got the post fixed where Mitt Romney would win it. Now, have you heard that clip from the Fox News? I've I've heard that uh, you know you know people say all kinds of things during elections, and I've I've, I've you know heard all kinds of allegations that uh, go around as far as vote fixing and and that kind of thing. And and I'll admit to you that uh, you know the system is difficult to work within. I find it difficult to believe that the majority of Americans are voting for Ron Paul. I don't think enough of them have woken up. Um, but, you know, I suppose it's possible. The recount in Maine actually resulted in fewer votes for Ron Paul rather than more, which was the hope. Well, you know, machine is man-made, so machine is man-fixed, if you well, know what I'm saying. In, in, in Maine, I don't think that there were any machines used. Um, I mean, in Maine, no, it was... No, a, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about... I don't know if it was something used in Maine, but I'm just saying all these okay. other polls. Sure, sure. I mean, you know... When it comes but, to a primary, it's difficult. Of- Here's my question, though, Rich. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that Ron Paul's a loser. There's a lot of evidence that he's picking up more delegates than he's getting votes. But 
my question to you is this. It's, it's, it certainly isn't an, a foregone conclusion that Ron Paul is going to get the Republican nomination in, um, in Tampa. Would you agree? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say disagree. Agree. Well, we have. It's to, not a for, It is not a foregone conclusion. We we do not. It is not uh, an in the bag. Ron is uh, Ron Paul is is not necessarily the one who is going to win. It's a poss- certainly a strong possibility oh, look, that other candidates yeah, if, could if get it. Listen, if you listen to Fox, NBC, and CNN, everybody else, they're not putting Ron Paul's name out there. So. People are not going to want to listen. Sure, so and that right. Say that, so. You know, so they a lot. So of what people do you are, do about that? I mean, what what's no, the? Well, my question, I, the question I have for Rich is, well, what is going? What would? What will you do if Ron Paul doesn't get the Republican nomination? Sure, I'm going to write. I'm going to write his name in. And what about not after that? What about after in. that when he doesn't win the presidency? Well, I can say my vote didn't pick one of the two ponies. That's what I can say. You can sure. say that. You know, I, I just wonder. Let me ask you, for a lot of people, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy. I, you know, but I just want to speculate okay. here quick. I think a lot of people are hanging their hopes on Ron Paul, and I hung my hopes on him in two thousand and eight too. And I just don't, you know, I, I'm not saying he he's a bad guy or anything like that. But the process is intended to bring forth the moderate. Yeah, and Ron Paul isn't really what one cult would call a moderate. So, what's your question, Rich? Okay, my question, did, did y'all go ahead and see uh, uh, C-SPAN over the weekend? I try to no. avoid did watching that thing. Did y'all get a chance? Well, I caught it yesterday. Well, yesterday down here. Okay. But I think it came out last week when Panetta uh, went and told, the, uh, told our elected officials that they don't have to have Congress to go to war. They're going on the U.N., Oh, we just had some callers call in about that, and then supposedly this was what spurred the uh, proposed impeachment. I, House resolution. I saw that and heard that. And, and that's, that's pretty scary when they're not going to go by our Congress. They're going to eliminate our Congress and go by the U.N. Well, I, like they did in Libya. I don't know if our Congress is much better, but yeah, they're, they're definitely not following their own rules. And I hope people would so see I, that I, and, and just realize that that um, all these rules that are meant to keep the government in check have really gone out the window. Yeah, and p- if people violated them, there are no. If you violate one of the rules that the uh, the the uh, lawyers calling themselves our rulers write down on a piece of paper, you could very well go to prison for a very long time. Yes. If they yeah, re- violate the, the rules, through, what's that? Which prison are you going to go to? Or uh, United States or overseas somewhere? Oh, you mean Guantanamo Bay? I guess it depends on what you yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Well, one well, thing's for certain: they're not going to go to prison if they break their rules. Yes. Ain't that something, though? Yeah. That's why we need to get Ron Paul in there. I don't agree with all this on everything he's, he's but, preaching. But the system but is, is rigged against Ron Paul getting in. Don't you see that? I mean, it, it's really going to be very difficult to get Ron Paul in. And if he doesn't get in, which, you know, he probably won't. So, Rich, have you what's heard of the Free State then? Project? Sir? Have you heard of the Free State Project? Uh, say it again? It's the Free State Project. Have you heard of it? No, sir, I haven't. Okay, the Free State Project is a movement to get 20,000 liberty-loving individuals, and you sound like you might qualify, um, you know, to move to one state. And no, one st- I'm happy where I'm at. Right. You, you, will you be, I guess is the question, because, um, you know, the, the United States, she's swirling around the toilet bowl, and... <laughs> You know, I don't know how long it's going to be before she, uh, you know, spends herself into insolvency. Look, I liked Florida, too. But picking up and moving to New Hampshire, 
we're actually having an effect on the government here because the fact is, you know, sadly, there's not enough an people on the culture. The, 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 there's not enough people that support the ideas of liberty in a given geographic area to have any effect. That's well, why Ron Paul's getting well, between ten and twenty percent. Well, let me ask you this on that point when you just talking about the free state project. Yeah. Why should we give our country up for other invaders? Which invaders? Why can we can't have our own country the way it is. Which invaders are you, you referring know? to? Okay, well, I'll be honest with you. Well, every time you walk down the street, you don't see Americans. There's somebody from another country here. Well, what? What? I, every, what to find somebody from another country? Are you talking about American Indians? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about American Indians. Every time you go to a gas station, who owns them? You go to a motel, who owns them? Uh, where are they getting that money from? Uh, I don't know who, what you're us. saying. Can you be more explicit it. about that? Are you talking about? Yeah, every time, every time you go to, every time you go to, you ever, you ever go to a gas station up there where you up in Connecticut? Uh, I'm, I'm Connecticut? in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. It's mostly white people in New Hampshire, but I'd like to see more well, people of color back. personally. I think that's important. We, we got Iraqis. We got Afghanistan. There's nothing we wrong with all that. All different cultures. Thanks for the call, Rich. I welcome, I welcome the diversity yeah, um, in whatever its forms are. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. The SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. 855-450-3733. We've been really all over the board tonight uh, as to, you know, the things we've been talking about, whether it's been, well, Afghanistan, why the United States is still in it, uh, Obama being impeached. We haven't even gotten to the pink slime yet, Mark. I do want to talk about pink slime. And I think that it's, uh, you know, there's been some interesting stories on it. But, you know, we've been kind of batting something around during the breaks here that I I Mm want to talk about, too. And it's, frankly, to me, an extraordinarily important part of what's going on in the world right now. It's more important than just so many things uh, to me, which is kind of this, uh, you know, this conversation around longevity. Mm -hmm. You are a medical student. You're working in some lab creating botulism or something <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that's what you think i do <laughs> aerosols for the avian flu so we can all be oh my well the government just censored some bird flu data that came out so i i don't work on that but i feel no. bad for those who do what do you work on you do work in a lab right yes i do right do you now put your hair up in a net no do you i, I put in a ponytail in only shoes? only when i go to the 
certain places I, I wear booties. Do you yeah. have to wear like one of those uh, yellow rooms. outfits with just like the glassed in front, uh, uh, you know, like a, a like big, a hazmat, a hazmat suit? suit? No, but you can pretend I do. Okay. It, it I, makes it, it more exciting. I wonder about these things. Whenever I call you, you don't answer the phone. So I imagine you have to ungear <laughs> and then like go outside because cell phones. I call like, you back in a the, couple minutes. The spark from the cell phone will set off whatever you're uh, working on. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. northern New Hampshire just blows up. <laughs> I, but so, so what, is, what is it you do? Can you share? I work in a research lab right now. I'm actually working on my PhD, so okay. I'm in a double degree program. But you know, so you're going to be a research doctor, not a doctor doctor. Is that right? I could go either way. I mean, I, the future is a little bit uncertain. So gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, um, and this is this area of longevity. I think is very important because it seems to me what's happening in the world. And I've you know read some of this futurist stuff and Ray Kurzweil, and and it it seems like predictions of human beings being, say, the larval form of a machine race might really be true, mm-hmm. or at least in some way be true. Uh, humans are certainly using machines on a more and more regular basis. They're uh, coupling with them in some cases. Mm-hmm. You know, in a in a simple way, you can look at your, your smartphone. The smartphones are getting smarter. People uh, often, you know, say that they couldn't live without them. Yeah, or it's like an extension of your brain, right? Right. I mean, you know, like I have now have two brains and, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, I mean, there's there's argument to be had. Certainly there's, uh, you know, prosthetics and things that people are getting. Mm -hmm. But it it seems like something's going to happen to where human life is going to be extended well beyond the boundaries that we've become accustomed to. You know, the uh, just in the 20th century, you went from. A, an average lifespan of of people dying in their 60s sometimes early 60s mm-hmm. and people are now regularly living you know up to their you know late late 70s and it, that's affected by infant mortality too right like if a baby dies then they lived for you know a couple months or a couple of weeks or whatever so that's that really throws off the average so like when they say that the average lifespan in oh i don't know times gone by was 35 years old Mm -hmm. it wasn't that most people lived to 35 years old it was that a lot of babies died and a lot of people lived to older ages i certainly have you know have uh done um, an amount of going around to uh, graveyards and looking at uh, stones of especially historical stuff Mm -hmm. um you know for whatever reason that interests me and some of them live to ripe old ages the males uh especially Women, um, I think life expectancies had been... Um, well, they were lower because of ma- maternal mortality. Right. Because uh, so, when they were you know, dying during childbirth or getting infections, when people didn't have the germ theory of disease, right? They thought it was caused by bad humors. <laughs> and uh, in a, what, what was it? Miasmas, right? It was like these things in the air that would make you sick. That's what they thought caused disease, not actually the doctors who didn't wash their hands and things like that. So here from wikipedia.com, infoplease.com, actually, uh, it, it looks like the percentages of people who lived into their 70s um, in 1919 to 1921 was 9.5, actually got as low as uh, oh. 9.3 in 1900 to 1902. But if you fast forward to... Uh, 2004, then it was um, uh, 16.2%. So almost doubling mm. the amount of people who are making it into the septuagenarians. Am I right on that uh, word? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, it shows that that people are living longer. I think that, you know, we can agree that people and are the, living longer. the oldest uh, documented person is in, what, 120 or something like that? Something or, like that. In the... Nobody Super wants to centenarian to, range over a hundred. Nobody wants to live to be that. You know, I, the, I'd love to live to be that long. But they're but not I'd, very. 
you know, but the quality of life, the has quality to be of there. life is quite yeah. quite bad. And I would love to live that long with some level of quality of life. Yeah. I don't know what their qualities of life are. Um, well, actually, I think I think a lot of the super centenarians, uh, like if you make it past a hundred, you're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like they actually have a pretty good quality of life. Most of them don't get dementia, which there's some speculation that maybe they're resistant to it in some way, and they have some genetic reason for that, or and they're doing all environmental kinds of reason research like, on folks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing research on twins to find out different things. Uh, you know, these uh, flatworms to find out why they live forever or whatever. They're doing all kinds of research well, to I, find out with the worms. It's it's more of a, a simple organism that they can use to study lifespan. And so they manipulate certain genes and see how sure. long they live or they, they restrict their food intake. That's another big thing. The idea of calorie restriction, which is that if an organism and it's been tested and worked in every, everything from yeast to worms, to flies, to mice, to, yeah, you'll live to monkeys, if, if you restrict your calories, not humans, not rigorously tested in humans yet, but everybody speculates that it would right. work. Because in you humans. can't get people to rigorously test it. Uh, who Some wants to be do. on a 70%? There, uh, there are communities of people who voluntarily do that. Indeed. And very uh, thin. It, and it takes, a, takes a little while to, to test that. And, um, yes. it, and one, and I think you're going to have a difficult time getting people on board with it. I mean, I don't, I, you know, when I'm sitting there with a full mm. dinner plate and I'm like, I'm just so hungry. I'm just so hungry. I don't care how long I live. I just want to eat now. So, I'd imagine you get used to it a little bit if you're if you're decreasing your calories after a while. Probably but there's true. This, there's speculation about like what's the correct way to do it because some people do calorie restriction by, you know, having a fast day every few days like once every few days they just fast for a whole day. And overall, it lowers their calorie intake. But on the days when they're not fasting, they eat as much as a normal person would eat, right? Mm. And so some people say that's like less painful or whatever. Yeah, it sounds more painful to me. But uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever, uh, you know. Well, it I goes don't into know. quality of life. It's like, do you want to live a long time if you're constantly going to feel hungry, right? That's a big part of satiety is a big part of feeling good. And right? indeed it is. And yeah. when you think about so so, you know, to me, this living longer will get us to this point where I mean, right now they have robots that can walk and talk, walk on their own, talk on their own, do all kinds of simple tasks. Running 18 miles an hour or What's something. That? Running yep. 18 miles an hour. And it doesn't seem like we're too far from pulling out the, uh, the, 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 the brain and spinal cord and sticking it into a robot, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how much worse or better would life be as, uh, as a robot? I mean, I, I think that you could probably make an argument that as time goes by that uh, robot bodies would be as good, if not better, than human bodies. They're not going to get sick. Mm-hmm. If you need a new one, you, you, know, you can replace parts relatively easily um, mm-hmm. if things break down. Uh, and if your brain is really the seat of your consciousness, then it shouldn't be a problem, right? You can if keep you a car running forever. Yep. You know, <laughs> if you needed to. I mean, if it was if it was a life or death situation, you can keep a car running for you know a good long time. There's also an aspect to this debate, though. Like, if it were possible to live indefinitely or live for a really long time, at least, would you want to? And that, I think that it's interesting. That's a problem that solves itself. The people who don't want to live a good long time don't have to. You know, I mean, <laughs> sure. A nature has provided you with a body that will last you somewhere between 60 and 90 years, and you can have that body. No one's trying to force anything upon you. So, you know, uh, those folks always want to interject into the, the the conversation, but I wonder, you know, what do you what are you bringing to the table? Um, well, maybe it's uh, just uh, immortality is a relatively common uh, human meme. I mean, it's been around in storytelling for a very long time. The yeah. gods of uh, Greek and and you know of mythology were all these immortals mm-hmm. 
people are interested in the idea of immortality. And, yes. and I think it's important because I think that you'll see huge advances once... You Not know, just the, immortality, but youth, right? Like the fountain of youth. Yeah, the fountain stuff. of youth. They want quality of life as what well as quantity. These really smart guys that are always inventing things, those folks die now. <laughs> what if they could work on the same thing for a hundred years? Mm. They'd probably really figure some stuff out. Mm. What do you think about it? 855-450-3733. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. On the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Stephanie. Give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. So, But we've been, in the last segment, we were talking about life extension. I think that this is a very important topic. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm 42. I'm not, in, I'm not at the end of my life by any stretch of the imagination, but... You know, uh, the the idea of people of immortality is, is one that man has strived for for very, for a very long time. And I don't think it's unreachable. I mean, I don't have any kind of religious beliefs that uh, would would have me believe that God is somehow going to just decide that. Well, oh, no, no, no. You can't. The man's days are 100 or 120 or whatever. Um, and <laughs> you can't go any uh, beyond any of that. But I suppose some people out there might might believe that. But it seems like technology at this point, you know, one thing's clear. Human, you know, human life is extending right now. Mm-hmm. Medical science is getting it to extend a little bit as time goes unless, by. Unless we get overtaken by these diseases of civilization, as they're called, like mm-hmm. diabetes, heart disease, and Alzheimer's disease, right? Sure. And at the same, you know, these so you know, scientists are working on different ways to extend life and and things like that. They're working with you know animals, see if they can switch up the the human genome, that kind of thing. But at the same time. People are working on uh, technology. I mean, you know, and they're asking questions like, can humans uh, be put in robot bodies? I I don't think there really are any scientists who are seriously working on how to extend life. I mean, I think there are some scientists who are studying the processes by which longevity is controlled genetically and stuff and environmentally, like by things like food. But I don't really think there's anyone who's seriously working on trying to extend human life and you know maybe there was this um this this drug a couple years back that everybody got really excited about Mm -hmm. because some studies showed that if you feed it to rats then the rats um lifespan gets extended as if they had restricted their calories but they but they hadn't and so everyone got really excited about this but then some data started to come out like a couple years later that said this stuff wasn't like all it was cracked up to be and the the pharmaceutical company that formed because of it kind of kind of crashed yeah a little bit Uh, so i i'm very cautious about those things but that was just a byproduct of other research that wasn't like research designed to extend human life they were using this drug as something that they would hope 
they were hoping it was going to be a diabetes drug. And so, so why is it that, um, you know, on such an important issue as uh, life extension, why don't you think uh, scientists are working on this? Because, I mean, the because news the government, the government funds science and to a certain extent, they they dictate what people work on. Well, there are some doctors and scientists that are working, you know, without government funding on this particular issue. Yeah, there are some um, there's some private foundations. There's like the uh, the uh, SENS or whatever. That's Aubrey de Grey is associated with them, which is strategies for engineered negligible senescence, which means like kind of halt aging. Mm -hmm. There's the Methuselah Foundation, right? Trying to raise money to make a mouse model that lives a long time, longer than any any other mouse so that that hopefully they could. Um, apply that to humans, and they're selling this cryogenic freezing, where uh, you know you can either oh get, you can freeze your head, <laughs> you can freeze your head, or the rest oh. of your body, or whatever. And you know, I mean, I, it it seems to me that clearly, it seems to me that that humans might be able to get to a point where they could thaw out a head, and uh, if there's any way to regain the consciousness that is there within, that they might be able to do that. I, you know, mm. I, I find the consciousness to be the biggest question here. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that I think it's quite possible that we could replace a good portion of the human body with robot parts. Yes. I mean, you know, at this point, it, it is already possible to replace some part. I mean, yeah. there's knee and hip replacements. Sure. Those are one just very basic things. There's artificial pancreases coming down the line that sense your blood artificial glucose. Artificial hearts are out there. Hearts, yeah. People are living with those things in them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean. Don't the- forget cosmetic things like, you know, I don't know, breast implants and those kind of things. I mean, there's there's all kinds of technologies out there that enable you to replace parts of your body with man-made things. And so how long is it until there are so many of those technologies out there that you could essentially have a robot body or there's explicitly a robot body that you could just kind of drop your brain into? It wouldn't be that difficult. I mean, you know, essentially the spinal cord is uh, it's like wires that you can hook into like a stereo thing, you know, exactly. You you can if you can if they can figure out some way and it can't be that far. They're looking constantly looking at how to, uh, you know, make amputate amputees move arms and things like that. They They, can move. There are cochlear implants. That was another thing I wanted to say about people who have. Uh, hearing loss, you know, they can basically hook these little electrodes into parts of your brain that process sound and have a little thing in your ear that um, responds to vibrations in the air, which is the same thing that your natural ear does. It's not bionic because it's not as good as the natural ear, but you can hear certain tones and those are like in the frequency range of voices and things like that and music. And I mean, there's a video that went viral online of a woman who had genetic deafness, I believe, for some reason and she got cochlear implants and she had a video of herself hearing music for the first time and she started to cry and it was like a very beautiful video Mm. but these things are becoming better and better all the time and it's possible for us to restore things like that and we have a call (laughs) yeah let's go to patrick at atlanta see what he's got to say patrick you're on free talk live what's on your mind hi i wanted to mention the life extension foundation at lef.org i belong to it Okay. And it's in, it's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and it's been around since at least the 1980s. And they are dedicated to extending the human lifespan. It's, it's nonprofit, and it costs, I think, $25 a year to join. Wow. What do you get out of that? Gotcha. You Big get a, a monthly magazine. They send you a big, huge book on diseases, and uh, you get uh, free health advisors. You can call up and talk to a doctor. Um, like from 7 in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, and you get low-cost blood testing where you call up and they have a doctor order up the blood test for you, and you go to like a lab in your area, and then they uh, 
you get the blood, your blood tested, and then the um, lab mails the uh, the results of the test to you. So you can go over your doctor, uh, go to your doctor with them. Well, it doesn't sound really, like a, it doesn't sound like an expensive uh, proposition. So I mean, might might be worth it. And they also have a pharmacy too. But I'm surprised that I more people don't talk about it when they bring up the um, the uh, issue of life extension. They sell um, health supplements. I'm looking at their magazine right now. It's just mm-hmm. a treasure trove of information. And all I would, of them, I would they be do, a little uh, skeptical if they're selling supplements, but I mean that doesn't mean that they they're not valid and they don't work. Of course, but I every time I see somebody selling something, of course, you got to be a little bit skeptical, right? Russell Blaylock of the Blaylock Wellness Center. He's on their board of directors. And they have they sponsor scientific research too, and That's they write idea. like yeah, a, I like the research aspect. What's the uh, what's the website? Lef.org. Lef.org. Patrick, thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's go to Jamie calling from Oklahoma. Jamie, you're on Hi. Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? It's good for you to have me on your show. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I love when Jamie calls in. He calls just to talk to us every Sunday, Mark. I feel all special. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised he could still stand. I mean, what is it? It's, it's almost it's been one of those days too, Mark. It's almost eight o'clock in Oklahoma at this point. You, uh, you know what? You're on top of your daylight savings time, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm keeping. A, I've got clocks all over the wall here in the uh, in the command center. Hey, hey, Jamie, I want to ask you. What do you think about when the government tries to tell you what time it is? Yeah, I don't like the government telling me anything, Stephanie. Yeah, I figured Especially that Especially who I... Uh, nothing at all. I'm, I'm a, I, you know what? I'm a little too drunk to have this phone call, but I wanted to talk about eternal life. I figured. Stuff. Yeah, okay. please give us your philosophical opinions. You're a very well, okay. well-respected philosopher. Yeah. Well, life is kind of like... Did y'all ever watch Lost? Uh, no. Yeah, I saw parts of it. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, life's kind of like Lost. By the final season, you're ready for it to be over. Who wants to live forever, man? <laughs> Well, what if you could live forever with a good life, like with a a young virile body? Wouldn't but you say? Not. I mean, it, it, by by the end of it, it's all shriveled up penises and dried vaginas. <laughs> well, I see. I, I, I'm proposing robot parts here, and uh, so I yeah, mean, I suppose they would be self lubricating. Right. But um, you know, I mean, just think about the uh, religions of the world are often uh, promising eternal life, as, as uh, you know, what we're talking about here, and, and there's no virgins. way to test it or quantify it. Mm. Yeah, but that, that's all like a spiritual bill. It's not like it's not like shriveled penises, Mark. It's about <laughs> it's about eternal life. It's not about you know my body's all ragged out and now I have a robot penis anymore. You really don't want that, man. You I, want it to be over by the time that gets there. I'm a believer in. <laughs> I wish I had like a little ding counter for every time uh, Jamie decided to say penis on the air this evening. Penis. <laughs> Thanks for Ding. the call. 855-450-3733. You'd need a dong counter for that one, Mark. Yeah, a, a nice deep dong. <laughs> 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whether or not you think a good robot bodies are a good idea. Talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, right. There's proof. Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, and you can call in about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live's Live Sunday edition with Mark. And Stephanie. Kicking off the third hour. And uh, we've been talking about sort of life extension things, and, you know, I don't know, see how, uh, see, there's some people on the line that want to talk about it, so let's go straight to the phone, Stephanie. It's Kevin in uh, Fargo, listening on 970 AM. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for taking my call. I actually was kind of inspired when you mentioned the idea of living an extremely long time, potentially, quote-unquote, forever, and... One of the things that has always been a conversation topic with me and a couple of other people is the idea of, of if your wish is to live for eternity, that's a mistake you'll have to live with for a very long time because essentially, as you meet new people, whatever types of people, business associates or, or people that become friends, you just have to realize you're going to live longer than them. They're going to die, and you're going to continue living. Your family members are going to die. But that's going in the, to continue living. But that's in the context well, of a of a society where only you could live. Yeah, it would be a, a wish. So that's sort of a magical aspect of it, I guess. But if the technology advances to a certain point, then it potentially could be available to lots of people. But then there's the argument again that maybe only the wealthy would have access to it first or something until it comes down in price. Exactly. That it may be only the wealthy, it may be only a handful of people that want it. And it's going to be this this awful splintering in smaller circles because there are, there are going to be some people that, well, I don't want to live for 400 years. Maybe some people will think that 110 years is enough. Well, I'm with you on this one. And remember, this isn't a situation where you make the wish and you cannot die. You would have the option yeah. of unplugging oneself from the robot body at any time. But most humans don't live for X amount of years. What they do live is moment to moment. And very few people want to in their life moment to moment, especially if the people that they care about can come along with them. I get the idea that if you, you know, you're outliving your children uh, by a long stretch that uh, life may be, you know, it may seem meaningless uh, in, into the future. Maybe you'll find meaning. Who knows? But if you're, if you're a so- philosophically, if you are a sovereign individual, shouldn't you have the choice about when to end your life, if at all possible, like with the technology that there is? And so, if any if any time you truly wanted to end your life, you should have control over that, right, and be able to do so. Yes, but that's starting to open an entirely new can of worms, where we're living in a country that has problems with the idea of women controlling their bodies huh. and yes, whether or not does. they're pregnant, and in a country where assisted suicide is a hot-button issue, yeah. where if, it, if it's going to turn into something where you are mechanically living beyond your natural means, who's going to say you can't stop yourself from living beyond your mechanical means now? And it's, it's very much like I have a couple of friends that are attending law school, and they're expecting that we're going to be moving into Xeno Law, where we're going to meet alien races. And there are some people that are with the idea of Andro Law or Android Law, where you've got people that are... Uh, created cybernetic individuals sure. and the new laws and ethics that are going to be 
stemming from that. And it's, it's a really exciting series of conversations we have. It yeah. is, because but the law moves slowly. And <laughs> when you're talking about people, you know, people are going to become androids or uh, 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 what, what do they call them? Cyborgs. Cyborgs relatively quickly. So how is the law going to catch up to that? Uh, I mean, you know, the, the fact is that humans are evolving more well, I, quickly. I don't know if I care so much about the law but the ethics of it is very interesting to think about right well, laws tend, tend you know the intention of laws is to be codified ethics i mean obviously they don't uh, they don't end up being that well yeah but, so the ethics would probably come have to come first right that and discussion as people live longer they're going to put up less and less with the poor customer service that they get out of the government yeah <laughs> so that's yeah. one of the things i oh. like Interesting ideas, Kevin. I do appreciate it. 855-450-3733. Let's go to Bill uh, listening in Illinois on uh, the Internet. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? Um, I, I'm Captain. very new to the Liberty Movement, but I like a lot about uh, what I hear. Um, I never cared much about politics, but Ron Paul has got me really excited in this election. And well, welcome, I just Bill. To just want to see what you guys thought about what the future of the liberty movement is, or I don't know if liberty movement, libertarian, if you think if that's the same thing. But um, I mean, I feel like it's it's gaining some traction here. Um, I don't know. You know, recently, I want to know if you know that momentum can carry forward. What do you think? I think it's certainly uh, the ideas of liberty are gaining traction. Human, uh, you know, if you take a look at human freedom, it has been increasing over time since the agrarian age when uh, it became profitable for people to use other people as livestock. Um, We're still in that paradigm in the sense that government believes that uh, it owns its citizens. But, you know, I think over time you're seeing more and more human freedom. I don't know whether it's technology that's going to drag us out of the mire or whether it's, uh, you know, it seems unlikely it's going to be government. Uh, you know, it, it won't be government. I think the, hope, <laughs> I think the, we can the say most that you can certainty. hope from the uh, legislative process is to hold off the uh, depredations of the state. I, I, I would like to see people. I have I, I'm going to present a very like maybe out there sounding view <laughs> to other people. I think that. The change is going to come in human freedom and bringing it to everybody when people really start working on themselves as much as possible and attaining as much freedom as they can for themselves in their own lives. And then it'll spread outwards. You know, you have the most control over what you do in your own personal sphere. It's difficult to control what governments do or what things happen on a large scale, but you can. It starts with you and it starts with your how you interact with other people in your life. Wow, those are some great answers. Uh, well, thank you very much, and keep up the good work. I enjoy listening to y'all. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Take a yeah, look nice at the Free State Project at Free State Come to Project. Pork Fest, Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, I, I, would, I would love to. I'd love to. Uh, hopefully, hopefully soon. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you guys have a nice evening. You Take too. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's go to uh, Greg in North Carolina. Greg, you're on Free Talk oh, Live. Okay. Wrong. Greg? Yo. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Greetings. That earlier caller uh, was talking about making allusions towards, like, robot intercourse. Uh, One of the things that you may have to be concerned about, if indeed there is success in shifting uh, brains and spinal cords into machines, it gives you the opportunity to go into situations of overstimulation. Uh, there was an experiment where um, <clears throat> electrodes were put into a rat's brain, and the rat was taught 
that if he would depress a switch, a small current would be put in his brain, mm-hmm. which excited pleasure centers, mm-hmm. extreme pleasure centers. And it got to the point, excuse me, I have a, a congestion. Mm-hmm. It got to the point that the rat spent so much time merely smacking that button repeatedly that he starved it to death. Sure. Yeah, so I mean, couldn't you couldn't you make that argument that that same thing is possible now with things like drug addiction, especially with some of the really uh, addictive substances that are out there? Or I mean, pe- addicts are doing it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's an interesting counter argument, not really a counter argument, but the idea that the desire to just exclusively stimulate those pleasure centers and go for this short term pleasure comes from people who are stressed and traumatized or animals who are stressed and traumatized and are trying more to self-medicate than to just simply seek pleasure. Because I mean, or they're I th- bored and they have no other view of life. Yeah. Uh, and and have no solace in uh, AA calls it a higher power. Yeah. I, yeah. I see what you're saying, I think. And, and you know, I, people can learn to experience long-term joy, which is different than short-term kind of pleasure, like something that might come from, for instance, pressing a lever to stimulate the pleasure center in your brain. And the other thing is our brains are built in such a way as if we keep getting that powerful stimulation, it'll it'll become less effective over time, right? They kind of downregulates that response. Ed, thanks for calling. 855-450-3733. Here on Free Talk Live, your calls are welcome. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Mm, That's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. Talk Live, 855-453. It's the SACL toll-free call in line here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. The state owns you. Excuse me. The state owns <laughs> they, you they do own you. They, do, they act like they do. They own yeah. the land, but they, they don't own the water. <laughs> uh, to be free today, you'd need a boat. And not just any boat, a life yacht. 
Life yacht is a uh, it's an idea. It's a stable. The idea of a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a four wheel drive car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for as little as $1,000 in the commitment of as few as eight months. Uh, go to ericksoncouncil.com. Again, it's ericksoncouncil.com. There's a banner at freetalklive.com if you can't find the website. And find out more. Um, it's a very interesting idea. You know, We need radical ideas. We need people uh, thinking about new and different things. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. Aaron in Manchester. Oh, excuse me. Let's go to Ed in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? How y'all doing tonight? All's well. All right, Stephanie. Yes. <laughs> hey, uh, the longevity deal, life extension, mm-hmm. the number one reason tobacco use has dropped about 19, 18%. Yeah, tobacco it's use has dropped a great deal. But. One thing I wonder about that, though, Ed, is that uh, now I hear, and I'm certainly no expert in the area, but I hear that people, that tobacco companies treat tobacco in order to make it more addictive, and they add these things that are more carcinogens to it, and so that tobacco has become more deadly over time, not less so. I mean, I can't imagine, say, even as you know, 50 or 60 years ago, that they were probably just cutting the plants down and you know, drying it out and chopping it up and turning it into cigarettes, well, right? The reason why they can do that is because they have so much protection from the state. I mean, it's the the tobacco. Yeah. I I say, sorry to interrupt you, but Mm -hmm. Richard, uh, Dr. Dahl, I think was his name. You can look it up. In 1950s, he smoked like two packs a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, He started doing research on uh, tobacco, and he quit smoking halfway through the study. I bet. Even with, with, you know, the additives you're talking about, you hear a lot of people talk about, it doesn't even need the additives. Oh, I'm sure. It's toxic. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would not claim help. anything else. Right, because the filter, you know, they put ammonia in it. I get, I don't know if you know, they put ammonia because it's fast. You know, the fastest way of the brain is through, is through the lungs, <laughs> and then they put a, ammonia in it to get it there quicker. Because what do most uh, tobacco users want, or, or cigarette smokers, smokers, first thing in the morning they say most of them want a uh, cigarette. Yeah, sure. Hey, Steph, let me tell y'all about this though. In uh, today's New York Times. Sure. Uh, Michelle Alexander, you know the lady I talked talk to you about, about the new Jim Crow you're book? Gonna, yeah, you're going to need to explain it for folks. Okay, anyway, Michelle Alexander has written a book called The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration. But in today's New York Times, she's got Go to Trial, Crash the Justice System. Interesting. So, what does that say? Yeah, what they're saying is, I, I wish she'd look it up, maybe you can talk about it sometime. But, sure thing. Uh, you know, yeah. as y'all know, 90% of criminal cases are never tried before jury. More than, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like 99 plus percent. A friend right. of mine was talk, was in a, a a town, and they hadn't had a jury trial in years when he took right. his and trial. I, and what about the Tully? Uh, was it in Texas? Like 90% of the black males were in the criminal justice system. Yeah. Do the war on drugs. But look right here, uh, the guy from the Libertarian Cato Institute, uh, Timothy Lynch, mm-hmm. he said the system is rigged. But hey, Stephanie, I wish you'd read this or, or something, look over it anyway, but it's by Michelle Alexander in today's paper. Yeah, great. I just but, uh, I just Googled it. So the first thing okay. that comes up is the new Jim Crow, which, as you mentioned, is this book about the sort of uh, institutionalized racism inherent in the prison system and the drug war, especially. And, no, it's uh, the drug war. Yeah. No, you know why, don't you? They, it, like like they have crime marches here in, in the town I live in, so I call to these local shows. And you know what I ask? What's they a crime march? Jackson. 
the crime marches like they have the shootings and all. Where do you think they're going to happen? Usually in the hood, right? Mm, yeah. In the in the black black community. Mm. Because, you know, their families have been destroyed due to, due to the mass incarceration. That's what this book is about. More oh, people, yeah. more blacks are incarcerated now than were locked up during the Jim Crow era or even in Civil War time. As a percentage? Yes. Mm. Well, Overall, I mean, it's, well it's, the U.S. has these very high incarceration rates in general, right? Highest in the world, right? As a per capita right. of the population, the most people are in prison, more than in yeah. China, more than Iran, or anywhere. Less than 5% yeah, of the world's population, 25% of the world's prisoners. Right. Oh. 25% of the world. Think about that. That's incredible. <laughs> Crazy. And you know, you know what it is? It's always, I mean, I don't know if y'all agree with me, it's always the brown skin. We love to bomb them. We love to incarcerate them. In the, yeah, we like that's to sadly, hate them. this seems Well, I think to be it self perpetuates. I mean, you know, they. But uh, it's getting better. I, I think, but you know, to some extent, you know, it creates, you know, the the, the communities are destabilized, and then, um, you know, they're, they're destabilized. Then there really is crime in those communities, and then, you know, police go in to right. to, to fix the problem, further destabilize the communities. I think, yeah, they don't fix anything. <laughs> just, you know, sadly, it's the drug war. I think is what the uh, the bottom uh, of it is, and that. That's uh, you know there, there could be a lot of solutions in the area of uh, crime as far as the you know getting rid of the drug war. Ed, thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's go to Aaron. Listen in Manchester on XM. Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Good evening, Mark and Stephanie. Um, we had a earlier caller who called in and mentioned the study where they put electrodes in rats' uh, brains in the pleasure centers, and yes. that they would pleasure themselves to death. Yes. At the expense of um, doing there, things like eating and stuff. Yeah. And, well, there was another study where they did that, and then they put but they put the rats in an interactive environment where they had toys and tunnels yes. they could run through. I'm so glad you brought this up, Aaron. This is called the Rat Park Study, and that's why that's actually exactly what I was referring to when I mentioned that that uh, stressed and traumatized animals are more likely to um, self-administer drugs and do things like like he mentioned. Yeah. And the the yeah. rat rat park was a a place for rats where they were basically happy rats. Like they had, as you said, Aaron, um, a place to space to play around, toys and yep. intellectual stimulation. And they were offered drugs in this environment, but they didn't they didn't take them like the rats who were just uh, right after surgery kept in a tiny cage. And the only stimulation they had was this this lever that they could press. Well, I was hearing the caller talking about it. My immediate assumption is, well, some rats will go for that and some rats wouldn't. Some humans would go for it and some wouldn't. Some humans would stimulate themselves to death and thus solving the problem of which humans will stimulate themselves to but, death. But they're, but they're self-medicating, though. That's the thing. It's trauma right. that well, leads them to do will. that. But some will. If you have a machine that will allow a human to receive the greatest amount of pleasure over time um, and but it, But it's food, not just some people, like, as if it's a genetic thing. Like, sure, there are probably genetic influences on I that. I have no idea who will do it, but it doesn't really matter to me. Some well, will do it. It does matter, will. because if you can address the root cause, which is trauma... And unresolved. The, what, 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 you're the root, the root, the the bigger problem in this scenario is if humans can go on for a longer period of time, what are we going to do about the procreation of them? I mean, at this point, with the way the world's going. So, are you saying that we should just let people kill themselves off if they have problems? I, I mean, think that, I, I think that if people if want I... to solve that problem, I, I, what I'm going to say is, drug addicts, some of them you can't save. 
End of story. They're gonna do, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Wow. What about some empathy for them? Jeez. I, I have plenty of empathy for them. That doesn't mean that you can save them. I, you know, I mean, I, that's that's my experience. I have my best. I wouldn't say the let themselves kill themselves off. Stop smoking We're crack. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free talk live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. On the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark and Stephanie, you can call in, talk about what you want to talk about. Eight five five four five zero free. Sacred toll free call in line. Before we were going out, I didn't like the way I said something, <laughs> so I want to, 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 to I want to retract. All right. What did you say? So I got two darn many best friends. Uh, you know, I mean, as, as everybody has, but likely most people have you, in life, they've. Uh, you, you can know, have more than one best move, friend. Hey, well, think, Love is no, like an ocean, not like by, a bathtub. By its definition, one doesn't have to get out for the other. A to superlative get is uh, is superlative, <laughs> right? <laughs> I suppose. I had a very good friend, and I would still put him in this sort of the, you know, the, in that at one point a best friend category who. You know, it was a good friend of mine in prison, and sadly, he's just come and gone, come and gone, come and gone from prison. He gets a good life in front of him, but then some kind of problem comes up and, Mm -hmm. you know, something goes wrong. Now, look, I've got all kinds of empathy for this guy. Mm -hmm. I, you know, send him money and I've done all kinds of things, but, you know, you can't solve somebody else's problem. They've got to solve it for themselves. But they could be helped. I mean, like if they wanted to go to a therapist or something, there are a lot of people who specialize in helping people overcome who, drug who is addictions. Send him to a therapist. Well, you said you sent him money, right? I mean, how much do you, uh, you think I'm sending him? I'm sending <laughs> well, him money in prison. I don't know how much for, you for sent zoom him. Zooms and wham okay. whams. <laughs> okay, not, fine. I, I mean, can't, I, I'm sorry. I can't pay for somebody else's therapy. I didn't know what you meant. I, you know, I, I mean, that would be crazy. I don't have. I don't make that. Kind maybe of money. he could pay for his own, or maybe he could get a job where there's insurance that covers it. Yeah. Or maybe Sadly, that there's a somebody who comes culture. to the prison to do volunteer um, Agreed. counseling. Some kind of therapy can solve people, but t- sadly, in today's culture, but if you don't if solve your problem, to. your problem's not going to get solved. You, yeah, they, they have you, to the want to. Sure, to my voice. you can't if just send somebody to a therapist and expect that that'll fix everything if they don't want to be there. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. It's intern, intrinsic motivation. Yeah, right? responsibility is yours. I can't do it for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's a victim. So, you, so do you, but do you think that there's something about this person where he is permanently beyond hope? Like he, he could never overcome this drug addiction that's messing up a lot of things in his life? I don't think it's a drug addiction. I think it's his own attitude. I mean, it, it it's okay. all about attitude. So, it's but that's about... that's great because that's even easier to change. I but mean, I think that's not true saying with it's everybody's easy, but... all mental illness problems. The vast majority of mental illness problems is about attitude. Um, a lot of it, yeah, sure. A lot of it's about irrational thoughts. I mean, isn't that the whole thing behind uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is examining sort of little irrationalities in your thinking and how they're uh, causing you to do like these negative behaviors and and just. Thinking about those more rationally will help you um, do better in life, I guess. Getting irrational people to look at your irrationalities and hoping that we somehow uh, think rationally. Well, people are rational creatures. I mean, that's what makes us human, Mark. Don't you agree? Uh, That rationality makes us human? 
Yeah, or one of the things. I, mean, I don't know. Rationality, Bipedal empathy. locomotion might be it. Let's go to Frank and Freak. Well, uh, some monkeys walk on their... Yeah. Yeah, well, why, what, what, are you making an accusation that humans uh, are primates? Good evening. Hey, Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Good. It's very interesting. I thought we'd address the notion that you just brought up about rationality. Okay. That's a social construction, which means that... Rationality is a social construction? You really can't prove uh, rationality or irrationality, kind of like attempting to prove the existence of God. You can't disprove uh, Frank, the existence of God, I, nor can you prove it. So, do you are you do you think that there's no truth out there? Like, you can't ever know if anything is really true. No, is that I think, what you're saying? I think they're, they're truths, but in a sense, the truth is based upon the consensus. And if we look at postmodern philosophy, we see no, it's that not actually, is, Frank. I mean, don't I? I think we're probably coming from two different schools of thought here, but. It's kind of dangerous when you clear. say that there's no real truth and that everything is subjective and no, you can't no, no. really I didn't prove say anything. No, no, no. There's no real truth. I said the truth is actually truth is based on uh, consensus. So if know, most people think it's okay, then it's true. I mean, that well, doesn't make any is, sense. The point is, within their life, within their lives or their life story or their life text, it is true. I mean, truth is consensus. No, 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 Frank. There are and some people, things that are true, independent of how we perceive them or what we think of them. Well, gravity is gravity untrue if you don't believe it no 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 frank hold on hold on <laughs> we have to talk about this because frank, I, I, I can't just i can't just i can't just let you go on about this because i want to talk about rationality okay well, rationality because is social when, construction you said that already frank but i want to discuss Correct. it i don't want to just repeat the same thing if you reason from first principles if you have certain things that are self-evident that are axiomatic right and you use those those first principles to come to other ideas you don't think that's an objective way of reasoning that can apply to everything no it is it is an objective way of reasoning but when you deal with rationality as a social construction uh you okay can you, you keep saying that phrase but what... i can attempt to prove i can i can attempt to prove irrationality the point is it's a matter of consensus and as a social construction you may say well i'm going to rely on the last 200 years of of philosophy and psychology and the social sciences to make my case, whereby I could take a different perspective and take a theological perspective or a history perspective from the classical traditions of philosophy and history and Herodotus and make the case that man is irrational. History proves it all of this stuff. So we're not going to get anywhere, uh, but ultimately truth uh, is a matter of so. consensus. And, you know, no, we can I completely way, disagree, Frank. Some things are true and some things are not. I mean, if, so if we come to a consensus, th- Frank, Frank, if we but come to a consensus, to okay, he's just talking. He doesn't want creation and procreation. And I wanted to say that people shouldn't worry too much about, you know, procreation because those running the system, whether we call them the insiders or the Illuminati, there's going to be. A mass sterilization and only a very small percent, maybe 5%, will be able to reproduce. And we're going to see that, you know, as the New World Order progresses and with Fukushima and Frank, the fertility Frank, I, I don't have changed. a consensus that what you're saying is true, so it must be wrong. Well, well it could be. <laughs> I think that the it, point is that it's a matter consistent. of consensus and context. Well, and I think that when it, you it, understand no, it, no everything is not relative to the context. Truth. Everything is not subjective. There are some things that are true. <laughs> tell me, what are they? <laughs> okay, uh, is no, gravity true? I'm going to tr- put you on the spot. You tell but me what is, is gravity true, true Frank? Pardon me? Is gravity true? Is If you drop something, is it going to fall? I the mean, Newtonian principle of gravity under the Western tradition of scientific 
thought appears to be true, but when we go into string theory, the notion oh, it of appears to be true. And maybe it's not true. When we true. take it into another dimension of, of theoretical physics, gravity is debatable. You yeah, know, people we always go into quantum physics when they want to make things seem... So the point is, you can't understand it. You don't know that. about quantum physics. I'm right. <laughs> no, no, the point is, you, you, you use gravity as the example. Therefore, I was able to take gravity out of the Newtonian tradition and bring it into the contemporary a theoretical physics of string theory, and then we're, we're questioning all you, of these things again. Frank, do you think, do you think that goes you into cultural relativism? my point. Frank, <laughs> you think that <laughs> goes into... very much. See ya. Hasn't, wasn't there a news item out uh, in, the last, uh, in the last week that said that uh, gravity had... That, that, that the understanding of gravity had actually changed uh, just... Like there's some new paper um, had come out. Uh, there, I mean, there I, might I don't be some that new. That means anything there might be still... some new information that comes out, but are you going to walk off the edge of a cliff and expect to float? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm certainly not. Unless I'm on psychoactive drugs, and that or I does say psychedelic drugs. And that that was what my <laughs> thought was. I didn't want to then jump in truth. where the two were having fun, but um, <laughs> perception's an issue too. I mean, so like gravity, you can perceive whether or not gravity is having an effect on you, and you can have some there, you know, therefore have an argument, uh, you know, and, and claim some kind of truth for yourself that is different than what my truth is regarding gravity. I mean you you could perceive anything, you could hallucinate something, you could That's what I'm you could about, see something wrong, yeah. but do, do you think that that make that alters actual reality if you perceive something? I don't know what reality is if if you're if So you're you don't think there's an objective reality that's outside I of do. our perception. Yes, okay. I do. Okay. Um, but the problem is and I think that that's the best way to deal with life. However, I think that it's just my perception and then I wonder kind of wonder, are you people really in this room? Am I in a room? Room? Is there is Well, it, that's the brain oh. in a jar argument, right? Yeah, like you could Frank's just done. be in the matrix basically and you could be you could be seeing the Matrix, and you'd never really know, right? right? I mean, so I mean, you know, at that point, you are. Really... But we live our lives as though we're not in the Matrix. Absolutely, That's the I thing. look both ways before I cross the street because I'm afraid <laughs> to get hit by cars because right. I don't want to lose whatever I've got going on here. Um, and uh, you know, I think that this is the best way to operate, and that's why I like sort of the objectivist theory behind it. Yeah. I'm with it. Okay, but at the same time, yeah, you know, I mean, perception is what perception is for people. <laughs> 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Last segment. We've ta- been talking about this evening. <laughs> We've been all over the place. Yeah, we were going to talk about pink slime, but we ended up on objective reality and, yeah. you know, philosophy. Okay, so gra- gravity's gravity. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to say that gravity's not gravity. Um, but I think that there's some things that, you know, maybe less objective. And I want to get into them here after I talk about... Uh, shop.freetalklive.com because <laughs> <laughs> it's a reality ever. that you can't continue to run a business without money 
And, you know, the fact is, you've got to have things. You've got to buy stuff to live life. So, you have to buy stuff. Free Talk Live needs money. That's why we set up shop.freetalklive.com. You can buy the things that you would normally buy at, say, Amazon or Newegg, and you will cut back to uh, Free Talk Live a certain percentage. Uh, those those companies will as uh, sort of advertising costs or whatever. It's a great system. You get the same prices, the same service, the same everything that you would normally get. And all you have to do is go to shop.freetalklive.com, go through our links, and we get a percentage. It's shop.freetalklive.com. It's a great system for everybody. But you know, Talking when I think about a great system for everybody... I think that sometimes when people start getting into this whole notion of there's nothing that's really true, everything's contextual, everything depends on the culture that you're in, depends on the time that you're in. Well, I think there are certain things like if if murder is not okay today, then it's not okay in ancient Greece or it's not okay in anywhere, right? It's It's kind of a universal. If people own themselves, right, if people have that self-ownership that a lot of people, people say is um, self-evident, you know, then that means you have certain rights, you know, not to have that violated. So is it wrong for chimpanzees to kill other chimpanzees? They will do it um, when, you know, when a chimpanzee comes into another chimpanzee's uh, group or troop or whatever they call a, yeah. a gathering of chimpanzees. I, well, I don't know. Hey, you know, there's the, the idea p- that pensation there is something. <laughs> the what? They, they always have some dumb word for <laughs> a group of animals. <laughs> that is true, yes. A oh, it's a gaggle, gaggle of elephants. Yeah. You know, whatever. Coven um, or whatever. <laughs> you know, and it, I mean, it's it's fun poetry, but I don't take it very seriously. It's a, it's a murder of crows. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. As if crows murder things. But, uh, you know, the... If if a chimpanzee comes into a troop of chimpanzees, here you're talking about a lesser primate um, than than humans. I'm going to call it lesser. But the, these these beasts have capacity for emotions and uh, yes. you know certain amount Lang- of logical some thought. language. Yeah, they're not murdering. They're doing whatever they do, and so I don't think so that murder is. So you're asking what separates humans from animals, though, right? And I mean, there are differences between our brains and the brains of other primates. There are differences between all animals. There's well, a difference between chimpanzees and Right, uh, but we have bonobos. rational minds. Like, we can use our reason. Who knows that chimpanzees don't have rational minds? Well, they do to some extent. Like, they observe laws of physics, right? They they know that gravity works just like we do, but and, you know, they, they know how to use tools and communicate with each other and stuff like that but i mean as humans we can think about these things we can think about applying rules we have concept formation right we can think about applying universal rules to everybody right and so if you don't want to be killed then you wouldn't want to kill anyone else i'm with you i Mm -hmm. I, this is the way i live my life there's no doubt but i don't know that these things are necessarily provable i mean i'm going to go for the premise that i own me because i control my body and ownership is about control and nobody else can control my body i love that idea that makes sense and therefore if i use my body to create something that i have uh, ownership and control over that thing and then i should be able to sell it trade it barter Mm -hmm. it keep it whatever that I should have the right to it. I'm I love those ideas. I mm-hmm. think that those make perfectly good sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I know that the world does not operate as though I own my body because if they did, they well, would they not do though for the most part. I mean, are people They support doing the things are are people trying to Okay, we have a call online, but that's, that's true. it that's... seems like you have pretty much exclusive use uh, of your body and and not the control over the things of your... I create with it. Because they want to tax me. Well, on because them. the government is violating your rights. And of people course. support the government because you can't live without it. Uh, you know, as as if the government means. But that doesn't mean that you don't own yourself, though. I mean, that doesn't mean that. Yes, it does. 
Well, if a guy can come and take my car anytime he wants to take my car, do I really own the car? No, I don't. Let's go to Andy in uh, Michigan. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Got a few minutes here. Good evening. Hi. Beatings? <laughs> no, it's uh, a good, good evening. evening. Okay. <laughs> I thought good evening was what came out. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, on the topic you're talking about, uh, you know, life, liberty. Justly acquired property. Mm-hmm. I think that these are uh, good good systems to work by. I, I'm not going to argue with know, that. If, if you have that, you know, and, and if uh, there isn't a, an institution in place that actively denies you that, like we kind of have now, then, you know, you're fine. But uh, I wanted to go back to what you guys were talking about last night with uh, Rush Limbaugh and the advertisers, and they were all running away, and, oh, you know, and, Mm. Uh, I had some I, thoughts on that too. Interesting that you brought that up. I kind of, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now, and when I was a teenager, I listened to to Rush some, and I watched his TV show. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, but yep. he had a TV show, and uh, I watched that, and me too, was into it. But you know, uh, now today, the story come out that an advertiser that that Rush was doing. Uh, live reads for which I know you're familiar with. Sure. You guys do live reads on the air. and uh, They had left and wanted to come back, and Rush told them, hey, screw you. Well, Rush certainly doesn't need the money. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and, you know, and, and what does that say about, you know... The effectiveness you know, of withdrawing your support? I, I, I've, heard some, I've heard some conflicting stories about this woman and her proclivities or you know whatever from what i can tell this poor lady uh that that rush just took the story uh twisted it out of its uh normal shape i mean i read those uh, transcripts and it didn't make what you know what she was talking about was giving free uh was forcing a college to give free medical care to some people who clearly needed medical care um you know as far as i'm concerned if they're going to give all other kinds of medical care the idea that they wouldn't give uh, birth control pills to people that uh, might have you know uh, who pays for it if she gets pregnant i mean cysts or whatever uh, you know it doesn't make so any sense the college to me. of course but this is their religion this is their religion if you want to go to a catholic school you're going to have to expect that you're going to have some conflicts over birth control i mean you know whatever i think it's a property rights issue yeah, I mean, the birth control pills are the property of one person, and the other person wants them. <laughs> There's an in-between there, I well, guess. Well, I think that, look, I, I shouldn't, <laughs> if I run a business and it's against my morals to uh, provide whatever it is to my employees, then I shouldn't have to do it. I mean, those aren't my employees. Those are people that choose every single day to get in a car and drive to some place where I pay them to do stuff. Sure, yeah, I'd like to see people have and choice. Even though about, that's yeah. true. Even though that's true, you know, at the end of the day, what really is the problem is how people define the word insurance. Well, it, it's you know, linked to employers, which what, is a construct of the government. No, it, yeah, it, and it has to do with government interfering, but the the result of government interfering is that people have an idea of what insurance is and what their idea is is not realistic so what is insurance insurance is supposed to be security against you know bad things happening you yeah i see what you're saying a, now it's more like a payment plan isn't it and, 
against the possibility of somebody, you getting into an altercation with somebody else or a fence or a post or a tree or whatever, and bam, you know, you, you have a... Car insurance, car insurance doesn't pay for your gas and oil changes, and medicine pays no, for and that's the medical thing. insurance it's does. about yeah. people understanding what health insurance is, you know. And I've been put into the situation for the last several years where my wife would really like to have birth control because it just improves her quality of life overall. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really been able to afford that. So she hasn't been able to do that. But once now I've picked up a a job that's good, now that we can do that, we'll do that. And, you know, we'll pay for it or we'll, we'll get it out of the insurance or, you know, whatever it takes, but still doesn't make the fact that we're using the insurance system to buy the pills for a reduced rate. Right. But on the other hand, if we didn't have all this nonsense in the way, then, you know, people that wanted pills could just get them, you know, from somebody who said, "These, this is the content of this pill, and we certify it, and if we screw up, then we're liable. If everybody could have access to that, then obviously it would be cheaper for everybody that wanted to access it, and that's, you know, that's the logic that... If people would stop relying on insurance to uh, pay for their their medicine, then they would, um, you know, then you'd probably see a lot cheaper pills out there. If if the when, don't forget the patent them. system increases yeah, the prices. Yeah, patent system way does too. Andy, thanks for, and thanks for the call. Eight five five. No, we're done. Too, why am I giving the telephone <laughs> number? I do that all the time. Uh, it's been Mark and Stephanie here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Uh, you know, live every single day of the week, Monday through Sunday, seven p.m. to ten p.m. Eastern.